gusto ko na para may sarayda. Means I like to feed my lover. Here is your coffee, Jalom. Ah, humanity runs on coffee, you know. <laughs> Let me just take a sip. Yeah. Hello, we are talking to you from the beautiful coastal town of Cheshme on the Aegean Sea and my friend sitting next to me basking in the sun is Aygen Aytaç. And my friend who couldn't resist her coffee is Nazlan Ertan and this is the first episode of our Turkish coffee podcast. This is funny, when I heard you say coffee, I thought you were going to follow up with fortune telling, not yeah. podcast. <laughs> yeah, we always do that, don't we? <laughs> we, we certainly do. After all those years of report writing, analysis, which people actually paid us for, we still look at our coffee cups for the future. <laughs> And you know, there's a Turkish saying for that. Never believe in fortune telling, but never skip reading the cups. <laughs> There's another saying that goes Chadarmanastuna ship didi damlada But you'll have to use your imagination So tell me, what's in the cup for this new adventure that we are having? Yeah, we'll be covering all current affairs, especially the absurdities in Turkey, of course, where we are podcasting from. And absurdities elsewhere, right? Of course. And we'll be talking about politics, culture, gender issues, youth issues, human rights. Again, this sounds terribly, terribly serious. You promised me we were going to have fun. Of course we'll have fun. We always have fun, no? <laughs> we do. We do. For all over the years and in different cities, we had fun, laughed, laughed, laughed. And cried and quarreled and laughed. <laughs> and complained. <laughs> and gossiped. <laughs> Yes, so we accumulated this great wealth of knowledge which we absolutely want to share with the rest of the mankind. And that's why we are taking the trouble doing it in English. <laughs> As opposed to a mix of four languages that we do when we talk, which sounds totally incomprehensible to anybody else. Which is called gibberish? <laughs> Probably. <laughs> so tell me, Nazlan, what's in our cup today? I see a round spiky figure. Oh, this must be COVID. <laughs> yes, this is precisely what's in everybody's cup this year. Yeah, and everybody's lives, yes. The thing is, last week it has reached a psychological number. 14 million people around the world were infected with COVID-19. Why And is it called psychological? Is it because it's ruined our psychologies? <laughs> Probably. And there is still another figure. One million people have died for it. Unfortunately, yeah. yeah. And when we look at Turkey, of course, we can talk of the numbers, but then nobody believes them. Yeah, what's the latest uh, official figure in Turkey? The number of deaths is around 9,000. But again, people don't believe it due to two reasons. One is that Ever since the beginning of the crisis, medical associations have been saying that there were so few numbers of people who had caught COVID disease because 
there were very few tests being conducted. And the tests that were being conducted were conducted over and over to the same people, politicians, soccer players, athletes, etc. Mm -hmm. And the average people on the streets had little access to it. Yeah. The second thing is more grave. After a uh, opposition deputy blew the whistle, the Minister of Health has said that the numbers that Turkey has been releasing every day only included patients with COVID symptoms which were confined in hospitals or elsewhere. In other words, it excluded the people, asymptomatic patients, who were walking around. I wonder whether this is the same for other countries. Maybe the governments think uh, if you don't count it, it doesn't exist. Well, in that case, it's parallel to what people think, that they don't count for the government except in the ballot box. <laughs> Speaking of those who don't count <laughs> in Turkey, how is the pandemic affecting women? Well, you see more men die from the pandemic, but women are hit in other ways. First of all, of course, there is unpaid domestic labor. Yes. When we were confined home reluctantly with schools closed, therefore children or at least some of the children at home, members of the family working from home and domestic help that you could get staying away, domestic unpaid labor has exploded. Mm. And guess who faced most of it? Of course, it, they were already women who were face, uh, doing most of the housework, no? Before pandemic, exactly. in general. According to the global figures, the average woman puts a daily work of four hours uh, and the man is less than half of that time on a global basis. Yes. And in Turkey now? Well, in Turkey, I have come across this very interesting UNDP survey. It seems that Turkish men have surpassed themselves and they have started doing domestic work five times more than they used to before the pandemic. Wow, they do? <laughs> I wonder... <laughs> I wonder what's the percentage of their domestic contribution now after this jump in the figures. This jump in the figures has yielded a glorious one-fourth of the work women do. <laughs> Perhaps it's the quality of the job. <laughs> Maybe men of this region cook better than others. <laughs> Or at least that's what they want to believe. You know, in our household, which is a very modern one, my husband likes to say that we share the duty tasks 50-50. Except his self <laughs> is cooking, setting the table, making the bed, the occasional ironing, whereas my half is cleaning the toilets, wiping a greasy kitchen, taking out the trash, and all the dirty work you could think of. <laughs> oh, poor Naslan. This sounds horrible, but also very funny. <laughs> but of course, the overall picture is very grim for women, no? Yes, the overall picture is grim, mainly due to two factors. One is the economics. And the other is, of course, violence. Yeah. You know, women mostly work in the gray economy, in a daily wages-oriented jobs, and, uh, uh, and sectors which have gone downhill with the pandemic, such as textile industry in India, or hospitality industry around the world, or domestic labor at other people's houses, which have completely stopped. Yes, yes. And which basically... Who knows what they are eating now? Yeah. Exactly. Since they had little savings, many families plunged into poverty. And hunger. Yeah. And hunger. Yes. Now, maybe more people die from hunger than COVID, no? It has certainly become COVID-related diseases and hunger has become a concern and it's going to last. 
in many parts of the world yeah yeah and of course the second topic is violence when people started spending more time at home confined under tensions economic pressures domestic violence around the world has skyrocketed yes this is grave everywhere but in our part of the world even with the absence of figures women's associations have said that it has risen by 60 to 70 percent huge number so helplines dealing with domestic violence were unable to cope with the increased demand Mm -hmm. and also some governments had to rent out hotel rooms to shelter people temporarily but except turkey i guess no in turkey it was very interesting the government figures released said that there was a 48 percent decrease in the domestic (laughs) violence here comes another dubious number yes and one that is hotly contested by women's associations who have launched several online and on the street demonstrations at the height of the pandemic because certain members of the Turkish government and the ruling party wanted to withdraw from the Istanbul Convention which was the main piece of international legislation that protected women and children from domestic violence why Turkish government wants to do so withdraw from this convention I think the idea is that for some conservative circles, Istanbul Convention, by protecting women, providing shelters for them, should they decide to flee from home in case of domestic violence, does not keep together the family. Oh, it's horrible. So family is more important than individual rights, even if you are under attack. So this way of thinking puts family before the welfare of women, and that complicates the government's relationship with women who sees women both as a blessing and at the same time when they rebel as a curse. For some, the downfall of this government is going to come from women. <laughs> but that's for a future episode. Would you like another coffee? Yes, please. I say go to bed. Oh, those Turks. <laughs>